Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and you know the deal here. So, that said, I want you all to listen up now and get a load of this. We're into the last week of February, and that means two things. In baseball, spring training is already in full swing. And in college basketball, March Madness is just around the corner, a few weeks away. But with all that good stuff, all is not exactly well. M-O-N-E-Y, you might say spells money, but it also spells trouble with a capital T. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. You people have heard me talk about the NCAA and, you know, financial situations in all of sports time and time again. Since I've been doing this podcast and talking to you people time and time again, money and sports, they are certainly intertwined big time. But what's going on, before I get into the baseball business, I want to address college basketball because something happened this past week. Actually, just days ago, it was Friday, that um, a a federal judge, judge's name was Clifton Corker, uh, he ruled that the NCAA... Can't, I repeat, can't, is not allowed to enforce its name, image, and likeness rules. You know, nil, which we always talk about. Well, they can't enforce it. That They can't enforce the rules that's going to block, I quote, student athletes from negotiating deals with boosters. Okay? That itself, in itself, is a problem all alone. Okay? But uh, it, it to me, look, I don't like sticking up for the NCAA. In fact, I have a hard time doing it here now because the NCAA, the problems that the NCAA have right now has been created by the NCAA. So I really, I'm not feeling sorry for the NCAA at all. Because I don't think the NCAA ever real. And you know what? I don't like generalizing this as a whole because there are a lot of wonderful people in college sports who just are terrific people. Some great coaches in all sports. Coaches who genuinely care care about their kids, care about their kids going to school, care about their kids excelling, caring about their kids getting an education. But over the years, there have been many a coach who couldn't give a rat's ass about the kid excelling in the classroom or what's help what's going to help the kid. What, what the coaches, a lot of the coaches, not all of them, so I'm, I want you to understand this. They care about winning. Winning is their bottom line. And let's be perfectly honest. 
while many a times you've heard me criticize coaches who think like that, and you certainly heard me, you know, last week criticize a coach, uh, Rick Patino of St. John's. But there are many more. But in fairness to coaches, if coaches don't win, coaches get fired. You think if a coach, take a basketball team, a football team, let's say a coach had a 100%, graduation rate of all his players. 100%, every single one of them graduated and graduated on time. But that coach had losing seasons. What do you think would happen to the coach? You think those five, six, seven, eight, nine million dollar a year contracts would be there? Uh, 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 uh. Okay? And all these coaches who who violate rules and recruiting rules and, 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 and all this business and you have scandals and you have all this stuff. Well, you know what? Then they just go someplace else to another school and they're hired time and time and time again. And what does the NCAA do about it? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, so if if to, for me to say that the NCAA has been a shady operation, to me, that would be an understatement. So I'm not feeling, don't, don't get me wrong here, folks. I am not feeling sorry for the NCAA. However, having said that, even though the NCAA has created its own problems, we have to look at a situation, what's going to happen to college basketball? What's going to happen to the kids to the students, to the so-called quote-unquote student-athletes, which is the biggest crock of bull when you hear that term student-athletes. These kids, especially if you want to go to college football and college basketball, they're not student-athletes. Certainly not under the criteria right now of the situation, the way college sports is going on. They're athletes. Students... Students doesn't even enter into the picture now with the way the money is being passed around because they're free agents. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's free agency. So, you know, when when a judge says, well, you, you can't block a kid, and I understand, listen, I'm not a lawyer, okay? I'm not an attorney. I'm not a specialist in this. But I think I do have common sense. And when is somebody, both sides, just going to get together and say, what is best for the quote unquote, if we want to really call them student athletes? Can we just have kids going from school to school and being induced to go to the school for X amount of dollars? I, I mean... Let's think about this for a second. How many stories, folks? I'm, I'm just trying to add some common sense into this. 
how, how many stories have we heard about professional athletes just pissing away millions of dollars just right out the window multi-million dollar contracts and they end up broke broke how does that happen because you know what folks they're not prepared to understand how to handle that money so now now not everybody's like that but there are and then that's that's not just one isolated story but then you go now now we're going to give kids coming out of high school they're going to have agents involved with the kids and people coming throwing money at them these kids don't even know how to write a check they've never seen a checkbook before The system's broke. The system's broke. It needs to be fixed. I, I, you've heard me say it many a time. I'm, I'm a capitalist. I'm all for people being able to make money. You know, I remember years ago when the late, great Al McGuire was the coach at Marquette, and he had a great player by the name of Jim Jones, big guy who, you know, went on to have a career. But when Jones was leaving Marquette early, and the, the coach, McGuire was great. You know, he's known, was known for his wit and, and wisdom. When somebody criticized him for, for advising the kid to leave school to go accept a contract, I think at the time was for like $2 million, okay, to turn pro. And he was criticized. And somebody said to him, why would you tell a kid to leave school? You know, maybe, I think he was a junior and he was leaving school before going his last, I believe it was his last year. And I remember Al McGuire saying, I'll tell you why. How many firms are lining up to sign a six foot 11, seven foot black kid for a big job when he gets out of school? How many are lining up? And I remember, I remember when he said that because I thought kids leaving school early was not a smart thing to do. But when he said that, it was like cold water in my face. It said, yeah, wake up. And he was 100% right. So I'm all for people making money, getting a chance to make money, getting a chance to help their families. But who is this helping? This system is broke. You, we cannot have kids going to school, and then if they don't like it here, I'm going to transfer there. If they don't like it there, I'm going to transfer someplace else. If, if, if things aren't working out my way, I'm going to quit. I'm going to go someplace else. I'm going to go to the highest bidder. And while all this, while, while we talk about all this stuff, while we talk about all of this, we're never talking about we, we hear the term student-athlete, but it's, it's about the kid getting the money, not the education. I like to hear in some of these arguments, whether it's this judge who said the NCAA can't block them f- from receiving money from boosters, uh, 
you know, to me, I happen to agree that it's one thing for a kid to be at a school. First of all, if the kid, if we're going to give him money for his name, image, likeness, shouldn't he have to have been at the school to let's see how good he is so his name, image, likeness can be worth something? See, I agree with that. But you're giving a kid coming out of high school? What'd he do to earn his name, image, likeness? He hasn't scored a point yet. It, the system is broke. You know, you heard me say this a week or two ago. Gino Oriema, the great coach, uh, women's basketball coach at UConn, University of Connecticut, Lady Huskies. I mean, he said it best. He said, it's it's completely different now. There are no relationships, co- coaches with kids, coaches with players, and and now we owe the player everything. The player owes us nothing. I how do I have a relationship with a kid if the kid is going to be here one year? If the kid's going to be two years? If the kid's going to be here three years? If the kid's going to be four years? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to go to four different schools. I don't know. That's the problem. There has to be some kind of rules where a kid just can't transfer. Like to me, if you're going to a place, this is just Russ Salzberg saying it. You gotta, you gotta go to a place and go. You gotta be there two years, unless there's a, a, a family hardship. And you have to prove it. You got to be there two years. This business that, okay, I'm not going to start now, so I'm going to go someplace else. That's that's bull crap. What are we teaching kids? I got three grandkids that are six, eight, nine. I tell them. They play sports. I tell them, you know what? It ain't always going to work out your way. And when it doesn't work out your way, you can't sulk and you can't pout and you can't slump your shoulders because if you do that, it's a bad reflection on you and a coach is going to get pissed off and put your little ass on the bench. Well, you know what? That applies to pros too. That applies to college players too and high school players. Things don't work out. I, I want to go someplace else. To me, if you want to go to a place, you have to stay at a place for at least two years. And here's another thing. If you go to that place, and if that place gives you money, and then you want to get out, well, then you got to give back some of the money that they gave you. See, these are what we call contracts, and you just can't get out of contracts. That's what happens. The system is broke. There's got to be some kind of regulations. You can't, it, it can't be a free-for-all. And, and, and believe me, the March Madness is coming up. We're going to have the excitement of all the games. You're going to have the tournament championships coming up. Big East, Big Ten, you know, Pacific this, but whatever. You're going to have all of them. 
And then you have the real March, the NCAA tournament. And everybody's going to get all excited and it'll be spellbinding action. And we're going to have, you know, buzzer beaters and all that. And this talk will get pushed aside. But this should be spoken about all the time. Because it ain't going away by itself. It ain't going away by itself. Like I said, I'm all for people making money. But are we looking out for the kid? If you want to call them student athletes, then act the part. Act like a leader to these student athletes. But to me, the system's broke and it needs to be fixed. Listen, you heard me say last week when I was criticizing Rick Rick Pitino uh, from from St. John's for bashing his kids. But the one thing Pitino said, it's free agency. And he's right. The the reason I was criticizing Pitino was because when Pitino first came to St. John's before this season... He was saying, oh, with NIL, I'm going to be able to turn this around. Well, he didn't turn it around so fast. So now he's complaining about the system because you get courts involved, just what we're talking about. We want the courts I want to talk about. I want to be the hardwood in an arena, in a gymnasium. That's where I want scores to be settled, not in courts of law. All right. Having said that, let me go to baseball. First of all, listen, um, I was tickled pink this weekend to be watching the Yankees on TV, to be watching the Mets on TV. We got to see, I, I got to see Juan Soto hit his first home run as a Yankee. I got to see Francisco Alvarez last year's great rookie catcher with the Mets hit his first bomb in the spring. You know, it's it's been First of all, just looking at that Florida weather warms you up here in the Northeast. And don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about life in the Northeast. I love living here. But, you know, as I said at the top of the show, there are also money problems. Because to me, the money going around is insane. The only thing I'm starting to say to myself, maybe people, maybe some of the owners are wising up. Maybe some of the owners are wising up because, you know, it's hard for me to hammer away at an agent because that's the agent's job. Really, that's the agent's job is to get your client more money. However, however, I will say this. Sometimes an agent maybe would be wise to say, look, how much do you really need? Do you want to be happy or, or, or is your ego and my ego as the agent so big that we have to get you the most and that's it? You know, one of the guys I'm talking about, we, we've heard this talk the past, um, you know, even a couple of weeks about Blake Snell, lefty Blake Snell, free agent, not signed yet. Free agent who's a, won his second Cy Young in 2023. He won his first Cy Young in 2018. His agent is one of the very best in the business, Scott Boris. Signs mega deals 
all the time. He's got Pete Alonzo. He, 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 he's got so he, he's got, you know, tons of guys. But Blake Snell, you're a Cy Young winner this past season, and you can't get a deal yet. Hmm. Doesn't that seem a little strange? You can't get a deal yet. You're a Cy Young winner. Well, allegedly, you know, reports are that him and Scott Boris were looking for $30 million a year for nine years. Well, to me, that's just insane money. I- insane money. And, and the reason I say that, let me look at, first of all, Blake Snell is 31 years old. I'm going to quickly run down some numbers for you on Blake Snell. His first year, 2016, he was 6-8 and eight with a 3.5 earned run average. 2017, he was 5-7 and seven with a 4.04 earned run average. He wins the Cy Young in 2018 with a fabulous season, 21-5, 1.89. He follows that in 2019, 6-8. 2020, which was the COVID year, 4-2. 2021, 7-6. 2022, 8-10. Last year, 14-9 uh, with um, a 2.25 run average. And he wins uh, the, his second Cy Young. Let me ask you a question. The guy has never pitched one. He reached 180 innings pitched twice. This past season and in 2018, his other side year, he topped it off with 180.2 innings. But does he sound like like kind of a, would you think of Blake Snell as maybe a, what do you call it, um, a Hall of Famer? I don't. The guy's a six-inning pitcher. And people want this kind of money. It's madness. You want to try? Try it. But where's common sense? Now, quite frankly, some of the owners are using common sense. How can I sign this guy? How can I sign this guy? $30 million. Let's think about that a second. $30 million. Then you got another guy who just signed, uh, re-up with the Cubs, Cody Bellinger. Now listen, before before the Yankees signed uh, Juan Soto or, or acquired him, I thought Cody Bellinger would fit right in to Yankee Stadium, at, you know, uh, as a good lefty bat. I, I really did. I thought he was a, a perfect guy. But, you know, Cole, and Cody Bellinger was coming up. He just signed three years, $80 million. Or just agreed to. $80 million as I'm talking to you. He's got opt-outs after one year and opt-outs after the second year. What is this business with opt-outs? You've heard me say this before. Opt-outs. I'm losing my mind over opt-outs. If I'm going to give you an opt-out, I want you giving me an opt-out. Maybe I don't want you here because you've been stinking to join out. So maybe I want to say, let's get out of the contract. But no, you can't. I can't get out, but you can? Where's common sense? Listen, Cody Bellinger, when he came up in 2017, he was a rookie of the year with 39 bombs and 97 runs batted in. The next year, 25 bombs, 76 runs batted in. The following year, his third year, 2019, 
47 homers, 115 runs batted in, a 305 batting average, and the league MVP. Then it was the COVID year. 12 uh, home runs, 30 runs batted in, a 239 average. The next year, 2021, 10 homers, 36 runs batted in. He batted 165. 2022, 19 homers, 68 runs batted in. He batted 210. And last year, to get comeback player of the year, 26 and 97 with a 307. But in between that, th- those two great years, he sandwiched three complete stinkaroos. So now maybe the owners are getting smart. Maybe now the owners are getting smart. When you have players this good having to wait into spring training, you know, guys like, there are still guys out there. Jordan Montgomery is still out there. It's, it's nuts. Common sense has to prevail. Again, I'm all for people making as much as they possibly can. But there has to be common sense. If, if, if you, want it, you want me to give you as much as you want? You want me to give you $40, $50 million a year? Then you got to give me something back. You want an opt-out? I want an opt-out. You want a 10-year contract? I want opt-outs in a 10-year contract. You want opt-outs after one or two years? Why can't I get an opt-out after one or two years? This is what I don't understand. Like I say, I'm all for people making a lot of shkarol, a lot of moolah, a lot of guilt, a lot of do-re-mi. But I'm also in favor of common sense. And in the world of sports these days, common sense has left town. And it's left a while ago. And that, my friends, is a wrap on this get a load of this podcast now i'd like to get a load of you let me know your thoughts on today's podcast you can do so on twitter as always you can do it on facebook you can check out my website at russaltberg.com gotta thank my home here at believe Believe believe.com because i tell you each week believe is the number number one podcast network for professionals but above all gotta thank you the great people out there because without you the people out there i'd have nobody in here to be talking to and again let me remind all of you if you haven't done so already i tell you each and every week please download the yes app so you can watch my video get a load of this podcast on the yes app a new one comes out each and every tuesday and they're all on there so you can go back and watch every one of the podcasts I did on Yes. All you got to do is download the Yes app. But as I said, this is a wrap right here, folks. Until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, have yourselves a great week, and it's bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.